0: Hello, it's Josephine here, your Performing Arts Business Coach, Talent Manager, Speaker and Mentor. Today, I am doing something a little bit different. I am going live via Facebook and StreamYard to my Facebook groups as well and on my public page whilst recording this podcast. Now, I've never done this before, but I have decided to do it this time because Um, I really just had an experience recently that I wanted to share with as many people as possible because it happens so frequently when the wheels start falling off. And that is that work life tango, you know, that pull and tug that we do between that work life and that the balance that really just doesn't exist. And I call it a work life blend. But today I'm going to talk about my work life tango find balance when you fall behind and i did fall behind everyone i really did i fell behind in a super big way recently and i'm going to share with you that experience so on with the show hey there i'm josephine Cuba, and you're listening to business arts and all that jazz i've been immersed in the creative business world and performing arts industry for over 20 years I know from experience that being an artist, a creative, or running a creative business can be a tough gig, but I'm here to tell you it's possible. I went from having zero dollars to my name and living below the poverty line, to then living paycheck to paycheck, to finally living a life of comfort, happiness, passion, and even stability. In this podcast, I peel back the curtain and share with you the ups and downs of my journey. Plus, I tap into the minds of creative industry experts to discover their paths to success. I know you have a spark inside of you, that little voice that tells you to reach for the stars. I want to help you step into your limelight to have the courage to live a life you dream of, a life that you design. So get ready to be entertained and inspired as we talk business, arts and all that jazz attention dance and performing arts studio owners and teachers. Are you looking for new program and service ideas or a fresh approach to engage your students? Do you want to learn innovative ways to improve the efficiency of your studio business, saving you much needed time and money? I'm excited to share with you an event that I have coming up that is set to help studio owners grow their business through fresh ideas, future thinking and innovation. You may have noticed a big shift in the way students and parents engage with us, as well as a change in student commitment and retention. You also may have felt the real pinch more recently when it comes to rising costs, impacting our studio revenue, and even more importantly, your profit margins. It's essential to move with the times and improve how we do things in our industry. So I would like to introduce to you an event called Studio Innovation Conference, and it is the future of performing arts studio businesses. Let's face it, this world is changing and we need to stay relevant to stay in business. It's happening on Friday, the 8th of September in Sydney, Australia, and all studio owners, teachers and team are welcome to take part. I will be presenting as well as other special guests and experts soon to be announced. But for now, go online, grab your tickets, head to josephinelancuba.com forward slash conference and the link is in the show notes. See you at Studio Innovation Conference. Now, for those of you that don't know, this is business arts and all that jazz. And if you really enjoy this this podcast, then make sure you go to uh, rate and review it and really share the love there. Okay. but today let's talk about it, that work life tango, find balance when you fall behind. Now, recently I had an experience where (laughs) I decided to take on Will bite off more than I could chew in my studio business. And the reason I did that was for a cost save. So I decided that I was going to costume my Camp Rock production. And I haven't costumed a show for a really long time, as in a large cast show. I've done small productions, you know, five-player productions that I've produced or whatever, but I've never done... Um, you know, over a hundred students per cast. I've never done that. Well, I haven't done that for many years. Actually, I think when I looked back, it was around 2000 and something crazy, like 2016 or something was the last time that I costumed a large cast, a large number production. So, that was a little bit of a task. Now, I did save about $3,500 by doing it myself this time, and the only reason I did it this time was because it was street clothes. It wasn't like your typical, like I do musical theatre predominantly, so it wasn't like a fantasy musical or something. So I could do it myself, and I had stock in higher, in my higher costume stock. You know, it made sense financially, but man, oh, man, it really pulled me and tugged me. Uh, And it took away a good couple of weeks. So that that was the first part. That was the first block of falling that fell off the tower, okay, is that I took on the costumes which was outside of my genius zone, which is fine. You know, we can't always work in our genius zone. We have to make decisions that are not, you know, 20% of our business is going to be things that we don't necessarily want to do or aren't in our wheelhouse or that we're specifically aligned with. Uh, but sometimes we do it to make choices for our business. And that's what I decided to do this time, but I don't want to do it again for a really long time. I got to be honest with you. So anyway, so that's what happened there. So that was the first part. The second block to fall off the tower and hi, by the way, if you're watching live, um, you know, on the stream, make sure you say hello in the comments there. But yeah, the, the second part of that was Show week. So I went into show week. So already I was behind in my work and my life and everything because I decided to take on this monster of costuming my, my mid-year production. Then it was show week. We actually had to deliver the show. And that was great. The show went really, really well. Except, you know, for anyone that operates a studio business, we know that is intense. It is intense. It is intense. And there's a lot going on, but it's so worth it, right? It's rewarding. It's what it's all about. It's the production outcome for our students. But goodness gracious, it was a lot. Um, because I'd, I, I had, I had a costume focus on show day as well, which I don't normally do. Normally I've got a costume director backstage and they're managing that for me. But this time it wasn't the case. This time I was in charge. Of costumes as well as producing and doing all the bits. So that's where it became a little bit more intense. Okay. So next time I'm going to bring back my costume director. Um, But anyway, we saved money. So that was, that was worth it in that sense. So then after that show week happened and we were four days in theater with two separate casts. We did Camp Rock Junior, the musical. Then I got sick. So now I'm in the school holidays, my kids are home, and I got terribly sick. I mean, this was the worst flu to hit me, way worse than COVID, like way worse than COVID um, from my personal experience. I'm not saying for others. Um, for me, though, it was really bad. Um, and honestly, I couldn't even, I couldn't drive I was nauseous, I had a fever, um, I couldn't stand in the shower, like I could hardly, I couldn't brush my teeth. It was so bad. I, I remember uh, one day I was actually in, um, I was in the shower and I got so dizzy and I had to run. I ran out of the shower stark naked and wet. It's, it sounds much sexier it sounds much sexier than it was. Um, yes, me, 40 year old Joe running out of the shower, dripping wet and dizzy, trying to lie down. Uh, not, not as sexy as it sounds, believe me. So I run past my husband and kids because I'm so dizzy from being sick with the flu, get to my couch in my bedroom and I literally collapse on it wet. I would never do that. I always tell my kids off, don't bring wet towels in the bedrooms. Don't, Oh, well, I was sick. I was so sick. And I laid on the couch there, wet and naked. Okay, if you can visualize that. Actually, don't visualize that. For about an hour. And then I was like, okay, I'm done. I cannot do anything. I can't even shower. So that's when I knew that the wheels were starting to fall off because it's impossible, you know, after taking on a major... You know, project like costuming in my business, which, like I said, I haven't done since 2016 for a large scale production. That took way longer than anticipated. And then going into show week and then having the flu really badly for about 10 days, naturally, I fell behind. I fell behind in my work. I mean, the, the emails were banking up. I think we were sitting at around, you know, 200 emails at any one time in my inbox. Um, the emails were banking up. The workload was banking up. I was on school holidays with my kids and unfortunately I really couldn't enjoy much with them and I started to get the mum guilt. So there was a lot going on, but here's the thing I know from experience and being in business, you know, for quite a while now, over a decade that, it doesn't always work in our favor. And honestly, I needed to be kind to myself. I had to recover. I was so sick. I needed to recover. But the business needed to keep moving. Now, there are some blessings that I that I had that I want to share with you today that made it possible for that work-life tango that tug and pull to continue. And there was some balance found. And the reason I'm doing this episode is because yesterday I was having a a meeting with one of my coaches, one of my team. And she said to me, how do you do it, Joe?" She said, how do you, how do you have like, you know, multiple businesses or a personal life when you've got these other commitments in your work? Like, how do you make it work? And the one thing I, the one major point that I said to her was number one, lean on team. So I needed to trust my team to do a good job. Now, I was in a position to do that. But had I had not had team, here's the other part. Should I have then closed my business for 10 days while I recovered? Well, no, we need to open up the possibilities. At that point, we should be leaning on community and your network. So for that, for example, my coach, she's in a performing arts college and she's surrounded by, you know, performing artists who are graduating and all this sort of thing. So she's, she's got a pool of people she could pull on for teaching, for choreography, for, for stage management, for whatever. And what I'm saying is sometimes we need to tap into that network. And it, it is important to continue to nurture relationships. And I've actually have made that a skill of mine where over the years I stay as connected as I can to industry people, you know, just by sending a text every now and then, a message, how are you going, um, inviting them to something. So if you can stay connected with your community and your creative network That's a really important skill and it's a really important thing for when you have these moments. I mean, I had to call upon people to help backstage. We were short staffed, all sorts of things, but I had the network to do that because I've built that over the, the, you know, the last decade of my career. So number one is when you are falling behind in work and life, lean on team, lean on community. And don't be afraid to ask for help. The next thing I would say is I was kind to myself. I wasn't at first. At first I was like, oh my gosh, I'm falling behind. How am I going to do this? And then I just had to let it go and say, I've got to be kind to myself because if I'm not, this is going to be, you know, bigger than ben her, and really hyper stressful. And I don't want that. Okay. I don't want to feel stressed, especially when I'm trying to produce a great show outcome. And then after that, I'm trying to get well, and I've got the flu. So, you know, this is life. Life happens, even when we're in business. So after being kind to myself, which is what I did, I just decided, for goodness sakes, Joe, take the week off. This isn't working for you. The email's banked up. Now, luckily, I do have administrative support. And so, a lot of the client staff was supported. However, my administration staff member happened to have an emergency happen during the week of show week, and and again we had to let certain things go. Put your email on holiday mode. Sorry, we're unavailable for this period of time, and there's not much you can do about it. So. You know, the best thing that came from it is when I came back after three weeks of crazy chaos and hectic life and business and and illness and all the things, the business didn't fall down and crash and burn. My home didn't burn down and crash and burn. Were things a little bit messier? Yeah, they sure were. Were the clothing baskets banking up? Yeah, they sure were. Is my husband the best cook? No, he's not. Um, but that doesn't matter. I didn't complain. You know, there were certain things like my husband was doing it all while I was sick for the kids and whatnot. And he was doing it very differently to how I would do it. And we know as business owners, we can tend to have a control element. Right. But I just was like, you know what? I don't really care. Like he's doing his best. We're all just doing our best. And I can't, I can't do anything about it. So I have to let it go. And that's exactly what I did. So not just being kind to yourself, but also being kind to the people around you that are supporting you, because if you're trying to get perfection from them or for them to do it the way you do it, forget it. You're going to be absolutely miserable and there's no point in that. So like I said, I'd had the wheels fall off everything because I was just so terribly sick, so terribly busy that I had to lean on team, had to lean on network, had to lean on my husband and my family. And even if it was done only at 80% of what I would do, or even 70%, it's better than not being done at all. So I know that's hard, right? As a business owner, we have to let go of some of that, the, the control, but that's exactly what I did during that time. I'm also a really big fan of resilience. And when I talk about resilience, I'm talking about you know, uh, it's actually one of my my top um, core values. I really, really um, do think that resilience is a big part of it. And the way we get resilience, I've found that there's a connection between forgiveness and resilience. So the forgiveness is not just to others, but to ourselves. So once you can master that forgiveness, and I do forgiveness daily exercises, by the way, I'm like, you know, if something comes up and it makes me upset or angry, I'm just like, that's okay. I forgive you. I love you. And thank you. Thank you for everything that you've taught me. Thank you for everything that, you know, you've shown me, even if it's negative, it's still a lesson. There are lessons in the negatives. There are lessons in people letting you down and so there's lessons in your own self, right? When you let yourself down or you just can't simply make it through. So that forgiveness piece is a huge part of resilience. And so I would, I would say to you, whenever something pops into your mind, someone that's, you know, crossed you or made you mad or upset you, you know, I forgive you, you know, thank, uh, you know, thank you. And, and really have that daily um, practice. That's, that's what I do. And that helps me be resilient because, honestly, if I wasn't being forgiving of myself and others during that three weeks where it was so hectic, like so hectic, um, then I'd be really, really resentful and I don't want that. So, so that was a big lesson as well. Now, guys, just because I'm an overachiever... <laughs> Yeah, you haven't noticed. Yesterday, I, I'm finally back to normal, although my schedule got really pushed back. So because I got sick, um, I had to push back everything. I mean, from my um, appointments, I had a brand photo shoot that I had to push back a week. I was due to be a guest on three different podcasts. I had to push them all back. I even, and in in that fog, So these were the only things that I could do. I mean, obviously, I had to notify people if I couldn't show up because that's being respectful. So even though I couldn't do work, I had to let people know if something wasn't going to work. But then in my brain fog, I decided to rebook, and that was a bit of a mistake because I double booked myself for the same time and day with two different people of all the days and the hours in the world because I wasn't thinking straight because I was sick. And so that was a bit, that was a bit bad, actually, because that was the other day. And I went on to jump onto the podcast and they were both called Emma. (laughs) So Emma's, if you're watching, I'm so sorry. And then one Emma's like, hey, I'm booked with you now. And the other Emma's like, hey, I'm booked with you now. I'm like, oh, no joe you've made a big mistake You've you've got a double emma booking going on right which i booked during my brain fog so basically it was okay one of them was gracious enough to bump me to the next day and all was well but but making decisions when you're in a chaotic state in a brain fog when you're unwell when you're stressed or overwhelmed It doesn't help anybody. So don't make critical decisions. You're better off just saying, honestly, I will get to that next week and reschedule it then. But right now I cannot fulfill this. I cannot fulfill this today. I will come back next week when things are calmed down and I will reschedule with you then. That's really the lesson there. Now, The other thing is because, like I said, I said it before, but then I I went in a little bit of a roundabout before coming back. I'm a high achiever. Yes, thank you. Welcome. Uh, Welcome to all the high achievers in the the room. Um, And so I decided to quit caffeine yesterday. So I just started feeling good. And then I decided that I was going to kick my Diet Coke habit because I had to add something onto the plate, didn't I? And yesterday, my goodness, if anyone has been addicted to caffeine or anything like that, that was really a bad day. The The heavy headache that I had was intense. And so um, I woke up today, though, feeling really good. So yesterday was bad. So I lost another day of work because yesterday I couldn't function without the caffeine but it was only a 24-hour thing and now I actually feel great. And now I'm like, oh, I might keep this up, eh? <laughs> I might keep this up. But, yes, so, guys, that's the things that I wanted to share with you, that work-life tango, the pull and pull between work and that life balance, and I do that in inverted commas because I don't believe there is such a thing as a work-life balance. I believe there is a work-life blend and we are definitely doing a tango between work and life every day when we're running these businesses. And don't beat yourself up over it. That's totally okay. You can find balance when you fall behind on the work, when you fall behind on the home. Yeah, you can find balance by, just a reminder, guys, by leaning on team, by creating and nurturing a network and community that will support you when you need it. And that can be in the home or in your business. Okay, they don't have to be regulars. These are people that you can call upon. Okay. The other thing is to be kind to yourself. Remember, you must treat yourself with care and kindness because at the end of the day, that ourselves is all we have really and we need to be, we need to be in a position, a good mindset position. Resilience, the key to that is forgiveness. So forgiving yourself and others and letting it go. When you're falling behind and you seek help from others to help you get back on track, you can't go for 100% perfection. And to be honest, I don't think perfection exists anyway. So if you can just get to 70%, 80%, it's better than nothing. Okay, it's better than nothing. So go with that. The next thing um, I just wanted to remind you as well is quit the quit the things that are that are causing you grief. You know, like. If you can eliminate something, delegate something or outsource something, then do it, okay, and learn from your mistakes. So me, I, like I said at the beginning of this chat, I costumed my recent production. Yes, I saved $3,500, and so that was a really, really good saving, but it was definitely outside of my genius zone. It caused a lot of overwhelm. It was a big job and it took a lot of my time. Um I'm glad I did it because I learned some new systems and processes that may, will make costuming higher more efficient for my business. But having said that, I also think that it is important to stay within your genius zone even if at 80%. So we can't and when we talk about genius zone, I know that's so like such a buzzword, right? And it can be overused, but really All we're talking about here is being aligned with what you're doing and finding that joy and doing that. Now, you can't do that 100% as a business owner. I think that's unrealistic to say I'm going to be my genius zone 100% of the time as a small business. And by the way, I can see a few people watching live. Make sure you say hi in the comments and, and, and ask me any questions that you have, by the way, as well, because I'm here for it. So if you can be aligned to what you want to do, then that's great. But even if you're only at that 80% and then the 20% you're not, well, that's okay too. Like don't beat yourself up over that. We can't always do everything we love as small business owners. Sometimes we have to make decisions that are more profitable. Sometimes we have to make decisions that are just good for the business. And so systems, that's my final point here. You can find balance and solace in systems and processes. So when I fell super behind for that three weeks, uh, and again, that was the costuming, the show week, and then I just felt terribly ill for 10 days. When that all happened, I had systems and processes in place. Those systems and processes meant that I didn't have to stress out about certain things. For example, our payment, our invoicing is automated. It's a monthly direct debit stuff like that. Like I didn't have to reinvent the wheel or sit there for five hours doing invoices with a with a brain fog from being unwell. Like I knew that that system would roll. And so having those little bits and bobs is so helpful. You know, even just the fact, you know, that our marketing, we've got a digital marketer, that person was doing our ads. I didn't have to worry about it. I knew that they were doing their job. It was all working for us. Um, I'd already preset the campaign, um, stuff. It was all uploaded into our, our Google Drive and I was, and so I knew that they had content that they didn't have to ask me for when they needed updates. They could just go to the Google Drive, click through and find content for the campaign. So because that work was done and that system was already in place, I didn't have to worry about the ads rolling and missing out on our new season enrollments because If I was the one doing all of that, uh, we would have missed the school holidays and our new show title, which is Frozen Junior, by the way, our new show title, we would have had no marketing because I I was so sick. There was no way I could have done it, but it was all set in motion. So I didn't have to stress out about it. These are the things that will save you in the long run. Okay. Well, I hope you enjoyed that today. This was something a little bit different. Like I said, I was bringing you business arts and all that jazz as a live stream to Facebook today. This is a pre little, you know, episode um, online, which is going to be released on my podcast through the podcast platform uh, on Wednesday, the, what day is it? I don't even know. A couple of days from now. <laughs> and if you're listening to this via the podcast platforms, you know, wherever you listen to your podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. And I would love you to rate and review the show because the more people that do, the more joy that we can spread and the higher that we rank, which is great because it means people can find us and um, we can continue providing this free content for you, which which is what I want to do. I want to help as many people as I can. I want to, you know, support as many studio owner businesses as I can as well. So thanks for listening, everyone, and remember work-life tango, find your balance when you fall behind. I hope this helped. Okay, bye for now. Thanks for listening to Business Arts and All That Jazz. I'm your host, Joe Spinlane Cuba, and I hope to see you live in person Friday, the 8th of September, in Sydney, Australia, for the Studio Innovation Conference. It's happening soon. So don't miss out. Head to the show notes for the link or head to josephinelancuba.com forward slash conference and let's innovate, grow and come up with fresh ideas together in person this September. See you there.